This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming, but New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance, run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to... Oh, my favorite sports team. <laughs> Woo! The number one sports podcast in America. And soon. And soon. The world. world. But before that, look at this. Why am I looking at a triple pie chart? You're looking at a triple circle pie chart. It's a Venn diagram, actually. Physical exercise, yeah. competition, and artistic expression. So what this is, is someone's attempt, or maybe they found this, it's to combine the different elements of what makes sports sports, or what makes just human things in general. So the circles are competition, physical activity, and artistic expression. And the intersections of these circles is what makes a Venn diagram a Venn diagram. And in the center is the common intersection of all three circles. Yes, which is the shape of the rotary engine triangle. Kind of, yeah, actually, a little bit. No, that 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 actually is the that that's what I, I think. These surfaces are still concave, like it's a uniform concave along the triangles, isn't it? I, I'm talking about the the center, absolute centermost. Oh yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, no, 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 not the propeller looking. Right, right, right. That's what I thought you said. Anyway, so the common intersection of exercise and games is where sports is defined there, and I would be like, okay, I could see that and then exercise and art is performance and i'm mm -hmm. like oh that makes sense art and games is art contest mm -hmm. competitive art and at the center of it all of exercise art and games is judged sports i will agree with a lot of that venn diagram yeah competition and physical exercise crossing makes sports mm -hmm. and then i think when you get into the artistic part where they all three combined is being designated as judged sports uh -huh. so you think about like anything that has a panel of judges whether it be like dance or or gymnastics or anything like that diving yeah, it's sports where the scoring is interpretive. Yeah. Yeah, you have to think about it. Which um, to me, I wouldn't call them, this is a whole different topic, but I have a hard time with judge sports being called sports. Uh-huh, okay. Because anytime it gets into the interpretation, to me it starts becoming more, leaning more towards art. Okay. 
Well, it, it kind of is all of everything. I, I like that Venn diagram. I, I do think too. I think that's very cool. It's a good way of like illustrating it, that it is like up for debate. Like Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's a great... Was that on the subreddit? Yes. Also, we have a subreddit, but also the Discord is now online. If you want to join the GMFST community, you got to go to the subreddit. It's pinned at the top of there, and you can join the Discord where you can join the other favorites. It is also in the description of every video that comes out on the YouTube channel. Which is also up and running now, so uh, expect more cool stuff there. So, Mark, it's been a while since we've talked about what's happened in sports. Uh So much so that the Commonwealth Games happened, Uh the Major League Baseball All-Star break happened, Uh NFL preseason has started. Oh, yeah. Unfortunate news of Bill Russell passing away. For the record, he was an all-time basketball great who played long time with the Boston Celtics. He has spent like a lot of his career in basketball and in sports. Then also Serena Williams has decided to retire. Uh-huh. A lot of stuff has happened in the world of sports. I mean, even Tatis Jr., for the San Diego Padres, he's an all-star, got suspended for the remainder of season for using performance-enhancing drugs. He violated the Major League Baseball for performance-enhancing drug policy. Okay. A lot has happened in sport. Mm. Yes. What? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm acknowledging it. What am I supposed to say? How much of it did you know about? None. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I didn't know about any of this. You didn't tell me. <laughs> Where were you? Listen, Will was on vacation and we were like, oh, you can't edit it in. So we got to just roll with it and talk about all the stuff that we did. Right, right. And eventually, like, we are still in the progress of building up uh, the GMFST headquarters here. And uh, eventually we are going to be going into live stream. Remember how we did a tester? or Maybe you didn't a while back. Mm-hmm. Uh, just testing some stuff. Well, today, actually, we're going to be building the GMFST table. Because apparently no other other place could do it in a short turnaround and we built something and we're like we can do it yeah it's very strange but legitimately it has been no one has been able to build this table so we're just going to build it ourselves it's literally just an angled table. How hard is that to find? I, I, it's like a trapezoid. Yeah. That's all it is. It's like finding this in LA has been impossible. Or if it has, it's been like in an absorbent amount of cost yeah. and then wait three months and then you get it. I know, right? So we're going to just do it ourselves. But this is not the point. Well, what the point is, like, we do want to get up to date on these sports news. Uh, but as the subreddit has said, we still have many, many, many different sports that we have not covered and we keep getting behind more and more and more in terms of the sports topics that we are supposed to cover. So we are going to get on top of everything, the sports world, because even I don't know enough about sports to even appreciate half of the things that you just said. Yeah. Yeah. If I am the dipstick, which is a real term, it's to check your oil. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm the dipstick to... Check. I'm supposed to be in the oil. Are you? Wait. <laughs> no, I, I'm not dipping into you. Uh, no, I'm check. I'm the dipstick of knowledge for the audience. Oh, how much okay. sports they know? Because how can they know more than me? How could they know more than me? <laughs> <laughs> how could they possibly know more than maybe because they listen to no, me and actually no, retain no. it? I listen. I listen. I retain. When's the quiz? When's the test? Uh, whenever our first guest comes on is All when right. we have the first quiz. Oh, really? Okay. Well, that's not good. Um, but anyway, 
So there's a lot of news. Do you want to actually cover any of it right now, or do you want to like? There, there's just so much that has happened. I just kind of wanted to briefly state all mm-hmm. of the stuff that has occurred. Mm-hmm. Trying to go into any particular one like is a little difficult. Like the first preseason games just happened. The NFL season is about to kick off. Um, the Commonwealth Games, which is an event that takes place over in Europe. I want to see who won. <laughs> oh, you do. Yeah. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Ooh. He looks stunned, everyone. For some reason, Tyler has reeled his head back and cocked it at a roughly 25-degree angle to his right, and he is staring sidelong at his computer screen with a puzzled expression on his face. I see his eyes moving. The angle has increased to 30 degrees. He now has a smile, but also his brows are furrowed. Uh, He's straightened out. I don't know why. What's happening? He's clicking. Well, apparently India won 61 medals at Birmingham. What does that mean? The country of India won 61 medals. I know what you said, medals. but I mean in the context of this thing. 61 medals sounds like a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> what did they win Nearly for? 200 Indian athletes competed for medals across 16 different sports at the Commonwealth Games 2022 in Birmingham. What do they do at the Commonwealth Games? It's like a miniature Olympics. So track and field. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> I was just very confused as to what it is. Yeah. So there's weightlifting, there's judo, there's table tennis, squash, track and field, which is long jump track racing as well. So like the hundred meter for whatever reason, it's listed under athletics instead of track and field. Don't know why. Mm-hmm. I don't know what lawn bowls are. Lawn bowls. Okay, so the Commonwealth Games has a lot of track and field, but also a lot of different events. Yeah, like wrestling, boxing, hockey. So it is kind of like a mini Olympics. Yeah, yeah. Cricket's there. Squash is also there. Okay. Badminton, a bunch of different things. Powerlifting. Mm -hmm. The part that bothers me is when I Googled the results of the Commonwealth Games, all that came up, and that's why I had that confused face, was India wins 61 medals. And then no more. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It was just, that's what the search results were. Well, good for them. Anyway. We'll trim this down a bit. Uh, But getting back to the matter at hand, we have a big episode to cover, and we don't want another hockey situation. Now, do we? Exactly. We don't. before we get into that, (laughs) from TJ Murphy 002, question for Tyler. If Simone is the best gymnast because she can do things other gymnasts can't, wouldn't that by default screw up every single sport by saying, oh, well, Ronaldo is the best soccer player ever, so I guess Madrid wins again. I think that's incredibly unfair to the other people who have practiced for years to get good. Sure, one person could do some ridiculous things, but does it operate within the set rules of the sport? That's why the judges are there. First of all, no in your comparison is completely invalid because soccer is a team sport and having one person on an entire soccer team being designated supposedly as the greatest scorer of all time when, you know, he probably maybe is. He's scored a lot of goals, but he's not like verbatim clearly and a person that can do something nobody else can. The way we were talking about in the point which you are bringing to question, we were talking about if gymnastics was based on overall performance and the ability to do it, Simone would still have to be able to do the trick that nobody else can do, but then she'd win because nobody else can do what she does. Yeah. That's bar none, period, end of discussion. They can't do it. She's the best. She would win every time because nobody else can match her in a contest of ability. And here's the crazier thing. If you really think about it, the judges can't do it. Yes. How can they judge 
fairly when even they can't comprehend the effort it takes to do that. I'm not saying they haven't done gymnastics. I'm pretty sure all of the judges have extensive gymnastics backgrounds, or judges in any activity should. If they don't, then they shouldn't be judging the activity. Correct. And any judge that would look at that, I remember uh, it was like during the 2016 Olympics, it wasn't Simone, it was Michaela Maroney. Yeah. And doing that insane flip to everyone who watched it, just like the most incredible, I forget what the event is, run and bounce and over the thing. Vault. And the vault, right? And it was like... It looked like 16 spins or something like that. It was so incredible. It was and insane. One of the judges made a face that was just, everyone knows his face. It goes, oh, <laughs> one of the judges made that face. Like, how in the fuck did you do that? Yeah. When you make that face, if you are a judge and it's like the landing is there and all there and you go, oh, your jaw drops. That's a 10. Yeah. You can't you say can't you can't deduct points for that like Yeah, it's beyond you as a judge. And at the same time, it's not a fair comparison to have somebody who can do something nobody else does complete the trick even if it's a little sloppy in the landing. If they land it, uh-huh. they've done something nobody else in that field can do. Uh-huh, exactly. So how can you say that other people beat that person? Yeah. You I, you can't. I would say like the landing would have to be real bad. Like yeah. yeah, landing is part of it. I don't know gymnastics very well, but if someone like did a crazy flips and then they land and they stumble a bit, like clearly that should be a deduction because they right. didn't even execute that trick perfectly. Right. But if nobody else can do that trick and land it, period, yeah. is it really even fair to deduct them to the point to where another trick could beat it? Which no. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what Simone did. Yes. Crazy trick, stuck the landing, no one else can do it. Oh yeah, you're the best. Oh, okay, here's your medal. Yeah. The best medal. The medal for the best Correct. goes to you. And also, we're talking about a sport who, in and of itself, is judged and points-based. Obviously, you have to perform on the day of the competition, period. Yes. And you can't do the same thing for, like, tennis, where it's head-to-head. -head. Yes. You can't do the same for other sports in the same kind of different categories, because there are things that, if Mark and I were competing against, I could distinctly be considered the advantage, like, the person with the most know-how, the most skill, whatever, but there's still the sporting chance to where he, the ball bounces a certain way. Yeah. Or or he does something that I'm not prepared for. Yeah, because uh, as far as I know with gymnastics is like they all come up with their own routine beforehand, right? They yeah. know what they're going to do before, and it's different from person to person. Correct. That's what makes it very complex. I don't know why they don't have a series of set activities that to they do, do it the like same course. way. Yeah. Because that would be more comparative. Yeah, because you can compare apples to apples because they're they're both apples. Yeah. They're doing the same trick, but you can't compare oranges to apples because they're distinctly different. Do they do that in swimming or diving? Like they, it's the same thing. It's everybody has their own different dives. It's not that's that's why I brought up the fact like if they did it like horse, it would be the perfect way for them to actually compare. Yeah, because how else would you compare? When you have tennis, like it's it's a game of match this bitch, bam! Yeah. Oh, how about this? Wham! I know how to counter that. Boom. I mean, same thing in football. When the offense does something, the defense has to counter. Yeah. Vice versa. That's exactly. the whole thing about all of these different sports. When it comes to judged sports, that's wherein we run into that issue. Was it always like that? Everyone did a different thing? That just makes it... <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. That's why there's judges, I guess. But in the subreddit, somebody talked about the scoring system. Yeah. And it's like, this is that difficulty lever. I'm like, okay, so that's a judgment call on what's what difficulty level yeah because you're talking about a normal flip versus a pike flip 
Yeah. They're different. A uh-huh. pike is supposedly harder, but that's on an individual level. I know some people who found doing a pike flip easier than a tuck. I don't know what those are. Pike is where you keep your legs straight. Tuck is where you pull your knees in. That makes sense. Like spin rate wise, it's going to be faster to do the uh-huh. tuck so you can get more rotations, but some people feel more comfortable keeping their legs straight. Yeah. Or some skills, like some people are better at twists than doing full flips. Yeah. Like from a personal person basis, difficulty changes. Yeah. Because some people are natural at one thing and not the other. Uh-huh. And so that's the reason why I think it should be like horse. All right. And then you have like the floor event, which is completely interpretive, right? That's more of like a performance. It's performance, but it's skill based. And also there's a difference between men's and women's and it makes me mad. And I think they both should have to choreography to music because it's more entertaining. Men don't have music. They just do flips. Well, that's boring. Exactly. Do they twirl the ribbon? I don't think that's a men's event. No. <laughs> Balance beam isn't a men's event. Why not? Because it just isn't. Well, can they not balance? Well, Palma Horse isn't a uh, women's event. What? Yeah, I, it's dumb. They should all be able to do all of these things. Yeah, why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't see any reason why a woman couldn't do Palma Horse or a man couldn't twirl a ribbon. Exactly. Yeah. Uniformity. This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. So today we are going to talk about tennis. Ooh. The racket sport of all racket sports. That's its own category? According to some people. Racket? Yeah, racket sports. Do you do you know what a racket is? Yeah, I never thought about it this way, but I knew a tennis racket was a tennis racket, but I didn't think of them all like a racket being that. Yeah, it's the the mesh-filled circular oval object that's a racket versus is, a paddle. A paddle is a hard surface. Is net fishing a racket sport? No. Why? Because it's a flexible net that's not in a Rackets racket. Rackets are flexible. <laughs> 
it's not because it's made out of a different material i don't know it might be the same what is it nylon 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 is it nylon i'm i think so nylon defining racket <laughs> okay it just says confused clattering noise because that's apparently what a racket is. that's the definition of racket it's <laughs> social whirl or excitement apparently that's all it requires Oh, man. I think, yeah, it's just strings, right? So what's a net besides a collection of flexible strings on the end of a stick with a hoop at the end? Sure sounds like a racket. <gasps> Is lacrosse a racket, Spark? Now no, you're just being obstinate. <laughs> <laughs> what what would lacrosse be? Uh, lacrosse. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Folks, <laughs> lacrosse is lacrosse. It's lacrosse different. It's different. All right. Okay. All right. I won't get bogged down on this. I could. You know I could. But we got an episode to cover. Exactly. Modern rackets are composed mainly of graphite, mm -hmm. strips of which are wrapped around a racket mold and left to harden. Where's the part where it tells you what the inside is? It, it's out? nylon strings. Nylon strings. Usually. Okay. It probably could be made of many different things. I think there's like strings. cheap ones that are made just of plastic that end up breaking after a short time. But... Probably, yeah. It just has to have a certain elasticity for springiness, I bet. Um, there's stuff like fiberglass, I think, is in some of them too. Probably, just for lightweight construction. Probably the best for like carbon fiber at this point. Fair, fair. All right, Mark. Yes. Act one the courts. What is the most important thing when creating a tennis court? A tennis court? Yes. Flat. Okay, that's one, but also not perfectly flat because you need water drainage. Flat with drainage. I'll give you a hint. It has to do with the direction it faces. Sun. It does have to do with the sun. So it either goes runs directly east to west or north to south, depending on if they want the sun to be fair and in no one's eyes or in both eyes. North to south. North to south, so it's in no one's eyes. So my college ah. built tennis courts. Oh. East to west. <laughs> So stupidly <laughs> that it was talked about in all of my classes about what the hell were they thinking when they built these tennis right, courts? Yeah, so permanent. You'd have to switch sides. Do they do? They don't do they, football stadiums the same way. No. Yeah. They they because of how football stadiums work. More often than not, they have various different directions. Usually because the stadium like wraps over it, uh -huh. that it's not as big of a deal. But most of the time, they try and make it so like you would want any field or any competition field in that case to be north and south. Yeah. Okay. If it is in the open air, north to south makes the most sense. The only time like geographically, because it's so much bigger than a tennis court, is probably the reason why it's a little more variable. Yeah, but that may, it's funny because a tennis court is so much easier to cover than a stadium. True, but most tennis courts are built outside because you, and you could just turn your your diagram to build it north to south exactly yeah that would be the easiest because it's not that big uh -huh. compared to a field that is 120 yards long yeah your college prioritized flat above north to the, south it, the, listen it didn't even drain right we're not even gonna <laughs> get into the issue it, was, it was flat. <laughs> it was it was there's a whole problem uh, with those tennis see, courts okay all right all right so tennis court dimensions they are 36 feet wide 36 feet wide correct that's pretty wide and 78 feet long that's big. That is the full area for doubles match. Uh -huh. And most tennis courts are made to fit doubles and singles. Mm -hmm. For singles, they play on the inside lines that are 27 feet wide. Okay. Same length. Okay. So your baseline to baseline is 78 feet. And then sideline to sideline is 36 feet for doubles, 27 feet for singles, which means there's 
doubles increases by four and a half feet on each side. Ah, uh, okay. Because right. it has to, they center it so that you can play both. Um, there's a service area in the front towards the net that is 21 feet from the serv- the back service line towards the baseline known as the service line. 21 feet from the net. So you can serve. No. I'm, I'm going to get into to serving. It's where the ball has to hit when you serve. It cannot hit past the service line. You serve to hit the service area. Correct. Okay. And then there's a midline as well that runs straight down the center of the court from baseline to baseline. Okay. Why? Because when you serve, you have to serve from all games start where the service person is on the right side that facing the net, they're on the right side. Okay. So same thing for the return, the returner, they'll be on the right side of their side. Okay. And when you serve, the ball has to hit on the opposite service square Uh in front of the service line and between the midline and the sideline. Okay. For it to be a legal serve. Okay. That's why that service area exists. Gotcha. 100% understood. The tennis net is three feet high. Three feet. Got it. And it will run to both all the way outside of the doubles line. Okay. So it's wider than 36 feet. Uh-huh. There's not an exact measure for Is it. a ping pong table an exact dimensional scale down of a tennis court? Well, a ping pong table is nine feet by five feet. Nine feet by five feet? Yeah. Five, five feet? Is it five feet wide? It's five feet wide. Okay. I wait. looked it up because I'm planning to possibly build a table. Nine feet by five feet. Ew, you said 36 feet wide by 78 long? Correct. Uh, 36 divided by 78 uh, is 0.46. Five divided by nine. They're a little different. <sighs> All right, whatever. It's not the point. We'll talk about table tennis later. So that's just the basic court. Okay. How many different court surface options do you think there are in tennis? Surface options? You got dirt. You got grass. You got concrete. You got uh, loose gravel, which is a fun one. Uh, You got water for when you got your floaty shoes. You actually have a hovering ring tennis court, so you got moon shoes on. You bounce up into the ring every time you want to hit it. You really got to time your bounce. Or it's on trampoline. Like, either one. Dealer's choice. You have uh, (laughs) blood, which is a super interesting... (laughs) All right, I'm just going to stop you there. You have your hard court surface, which are usually acrylic or polyurethane. Okay. You have clay. Mmm. You have grass, which is Wimbledon. Wimbledon is played on a grass surface. Okay. Does it bounce well on grass? Yeah, decently well. You have asphalt. You have carpet. Carpet. (laughs) Carpet. Artificial clay. Ah. Concrete, which you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Artificial grass. Uh Hybrid clay, which was apparently trademarked in Europe. Okay. And then there's others like wood and canvas, but they're very rare. No tournaments are played on them. The three courts that tournaments are allowed to be played on are grass, hard surface, clay. Those are generally the three surfaces that are... Hard surface like wood or... Hard surface is the acrylic or polyurethane. Okay, got it. Okay. It has to have some type of springiness to it. What I'm hearing from this is it has to have some give. Yeah, everything has... I mean, almost everything that exists that we know of has some give to yeah it. but concrete would is a lot less it's less giving than right polyurethane would be most common courts are the hard courts the polyurethane court. gotcha mm-hmm. but that's all of those like 11 options uh-huh. for courts okay interesting which is amazing because then you can play on a lot of different surfaces and stuff like that. And all of them have different speeds. They have different bounce. They have okay. different everything because the ball fl- go faster and harder on a hard court versus a grass court. Okay. So imagine I'm baby me 
and I have my first tennis racket and I'm walking into tennis school and I'm like, I want to play tennis. Are they going to tell me these things? Probably. <laughs> Are they? Probably. Are they tell me about the difference. Now, what surface do you want to play on? Oh, what's your racket made of? Oh, <laughs> is this? Yeah. I mean, when I started playing water polo, I looked up the history of water polo and how it was called water rugby to begin well, with. So That has nothing to do with the I surfaces didn't, didn't and the dimensions of the court. My coach gave it to me. The, okay, do I need to know the dimensions of the court? Yes, you absolutely need to know the dimensions of the court. Down to the foot? Because it sounds like you. I, if I want to play tennis, I have to build my own tennis court. That's what little kid me is hearing. No, you don't have to build your tennis court. It really court. You sounds... Can... You're giving me the dimensions, the height of the net, the materials Listen, it's made I'm of. It's trying like, to I'm going give... to Home Depot after this, and I'm like little me baby is pushing one of those big trolleys are you telling me that i should just get into how the the game goes yeah (laughs) all right act two the game but really it's called a match a match why what's the difference because there are multiple games played within a match ah okay all right so depending on what league you're in or what rules you're following what rule are there different rules for women's tennis they play best of three for men's they play best of five why I don't know. That's just how it is. <laughs> I think it's dumb. I'm not going to get into that. I mean, it's the same kind of idea, I guess. But everyone knows that like best out of three and best out of five are very different contests. Yeah, because you have to win two sets to win a match yeah. in women's, but you need to win three mm-hmm. to win a match in men's. Mm-hmm. Talking about the length of the contest, significantly different. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to start, much like all sports, it starts with a coin toss. Mm. Whoever wins the coin toss has the option to choose whether they want to serve first, receive first, defer, which is just you make the choice, I don't care, Mm. or pick which end of the court they want to start on. Okay. Then from there, they start on their right side of the center line Mm -hmm. and they serve the ball. If their serve hits the net and goes over, it's called a let, you get a redo. If you hit the net and it doesn't go over, it's counted as a fault which means they get a second attempt to serve, but if they fault again, whether it's they don't hit the right service square, they make it over and it's not within the service area, or they hit the net again, that's a double fault. Okay. There's also the multiple different types of faults that exist. I told you the basic one, which is the service area where the ball lands in the wrong spot. You can also step over the end line when you serve, and that's called a foot fault, just like in volleyball. Volleyball has foot faults as well. Just like it. We know that. Yes. Did we, we do a volleyball primer? No, we did it in gym okay, class okay. in high school. So okay. you definitely learned about it because we were in the same gym class. You assume it. a lot about what my gym class <laughs> experience was. If there's a double fault, uh-huh. they forfeit a point. Mm. Points in tennis, zero is called love. <laughs> and then they scored a 15, uh-huh. 30, 40, and then game. <laughs> I know this is like a often debated topic of the scoring system in tennis, and I've heard many theories about why it is this way. What is the real reason that it goes love 15, 30, 40, end game? Hands on the clock. But again, I've heard that. Why 40? Why not 45? Why? <laughs> why not 45? I had read this earlier, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this isn't going to come up. Of course <laughs> it's going to come up. It makes no sense because I've heard the clock thing, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. They didn't have a scoreboard. They were like, oh, but we got a clock. We'll turn it to 0-15. There's two hands. It's perfect. We can keep track of both of them. Why 40? Oh, okay. So 45 was changed to 40. It used to be 45. 
But when the hand moved to 60, the game was over. However, in order to ensure that the game could not be won by a one-point difference in players' scores, the idea of deuce was introduced. To make score stay within the 60 ticks on the clock face, 45 got changed to 40. Because if you get to 40-40, you're deuce, and then it's advantage, one player, advantage, other player, and next, whoever wins two services then becomes 60. So for whatever reason, they thought it was important, instead of going to 45, they went to 40 and made a deuce category, which would put them halfway between 40 and 60, whereas there's not really halfway between 45 and 60 without going into a half indicator. That's why they moved it to 40. They couldn't have just nudged one of them forward a bit. They wanted to keep it within the hands of the clock face. <laughs> I mean, it would have been within the hands of the clock face. You just like, you just nudge it forward five minutes. Like, and then you keep it if you really want the even. <laughs> I really question that. It, tennis must have been made up from like two guys or two girls or whoever. And they were just like, ah, it makes sense. And no one questioned it. And then they wrote the book and then it was that. But whatever, it's fine. Part of the history of some of these things are just that they're weird, and that's okay. Yeah. It just happens. Mm -hmm. So in tennis, you must win by two. Yes. That's in all aspects of tennis. You have to win a game oh. by two. You have to win a set by two. And you have to win the match by two, which is why it's the first to three. Ooh, interesting. Okay. So, I didn't realize extended beyond that. Correct. That's why it can go like set for set for set because they ah because they get into tiebreakers and games can be marathons. I do like that though. Matches can. Be I think marathons. that's fine. I mean, for people's time's sake, I guess it could run a long time. But I do like that because it really is kind of like as many iterations as possible to remove the I had a bad game and therefore I lost kind of feel to it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So for terminology's sake, each serve is considered a point contest. Uh -huh. Each sequence of points to get to 60 mm -hmm. is a game. Okay. To win a set, you have to get to six games won and win by two. Okay. And then to win the match, you must win two out of three sets or three out of five sets. Got it. Makes perfect sense to me. All sets is a race to six. If there is a tie and they reach 6-6, six, six, there is a tiebreaker match that takes time place. Tiebreaker? Tiebreaker. They break the clock? No, tiebreaker. They shatter the clock. First, they hit the clock with their ball wins. No, no. Tiebreaker. Tie okay. Tiebreaker. Tie so they don't win by two. They're if not. They're, if they're 6-6, six, six, everyone's like, we want to go home. Last one decides it, right? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. All right. Going back into the basics of the game. Okay. Service. You'd learn about the faults. Yes. Do you want me to list every possible fault or no? Sure. Real quick. Where's my list of faults? They're not listed where I had them before. Oh, unprepared, Tyler. Uh, Will, Tyler will provide you with the complete list of faults. Put them in text-to-speech and run it real fast right now. These are all the ways faults can happen. Hitting the net and the ball not going over. Ball not landing in the proper service area. Missing the ball and tile on a serve. Illegal release of a ball while serving. Ball touching an object outside of a match. Hitting the server's partner immediately after a serve. Illegal positioning of a server outside the sidelines. Illegal positioning of a server over the center line. Stepping on or over the end line when serving. Alright, so each point, each service, they switch across the center line. So you start on the right side, then they'll switch after that service to start on the left side. So they just switch over the center line. Each odd game, they switch ends of the court. Mm -hmm. So then basically after they both serve, then they'll switch. Okay. 
But to get into the logistics of the tiebreaker match, because I brought that up, uh-huh. it only happens if all sets, but the final set, if the score reaches 6-6 six, six tie. Mm-hmm. All right. In the possible set, there's no tiebreak, whether it be the third of three or the fifth of five. There's no tiebreak, and the set continues until one player has made the two-game lead required to win. Mm-hmm. The world record in a professional game is 70-68 to 68 games won. Mm-hmm. It happened in Wimbledon in 2010. 70 to 68 games? Is that why they implemented the six and six? Well, this is the six and six tiebreak happens in all sets except for the last set. That's what I was saying right here. So if it's the last set, they continue going until somebody wins by two. Good God. Which is how they got to the 70 games one versus 68 games. Can you even swing after 70 intense games? Of tennis? If I remember this right, because it was in 2010, I remember this being talked about. They just kept going. I feel like at some point there was a break because they called it because of how late it was. Yeah. And then they came back and continued, but I'm not certain. I want to look up this marathon Because like 60 to 70, that is not just 70 games. That's 138 games that they played of tennis in a row. What the hell? Like, I knew tennis uh, like players are very athletic. It's one of the most demanding sports, even if people might not realize. Because you were literally just sprinting for the ball yeah. constantly. It was spread out over three days, so they definitely three had breaks. Days. It lasted 11 hours and five minutes. Oh, my God. 665 minutes. Played on court 18 on June 22nd, 2010, between Eisner and Mahout. Holy Mahat, Mahat, Mahat. Mahut? Mahut? I have no idea. I don't know how to pronounce. Will, Texas Beach. Mahu. It was such an unexpected occurrence that the electronic scoreboard stopped working at 47 to 47 in the fifth set. <laughs> I love that. I love that. The humans outlasted the electronics. It's one of those things where, to, for a comparison, I know of one competition that is like intense physical activity for a very long period of time. Um, and a lot of people, we should probably do an episode about CrossFit. Um, yeah. But it's the CrossFit games, right? And this is like an exercise in insanity. What I watch from like the documentaries that they do, it is just like stupid what they're doing. Like the the damage they're doing to their bodies is incredible. Um, but also it's just like incredible to see like what a human could do. I don't know what the proper drug testing is of those things. I have no idea the integrity. Me even just saying that is probably going to get people up in arms. I don't know. But they go through like, I think it's four days. It might be three, it might be four of just nonstop from morning to noon uh, to night of intensely physical activities. But they're taking breaks in between each event. They go in an ice bath. They they like towel off. I don't imagine they were taking many of these ice bath breaks in the middle of these events. Were they taking food breaks? I mean, they had to have. They it, had. To it have. wasn't like they didn't continue playing over three days. So like yeah. that's why it said it was across three days because eleven hours is not. They just kept playing. Of course, of course. So it's they cumulative. they definitely broke at some point and were like, all right, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna restart this the next day. Yeah. And I think it had to do with the timing of Wimbledon because it's like the event's supposed to end at a certain point, and so they went so late, and so it's like, oh, you got to deal with staff and you got to deal with a whole bunch of other stuff going on. If we were going at it, we'd probably just be like. I can't move. We should just <laughs> let's contest tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. So I guarantee you, these guys were iced up. I can't. Like, oh, I bet you they got IVs of oh, yeah. like fluids and yeah. everything, and the then came back. Sweat. Oh my god. The amount of sweat. Like running a marathon. If you're in great at that level of physical performance equivalent, you're running a marathon in like two and a half hours. Yeah. May, like maybe the the world record for is like a right around two hours. It might have been broken. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's an incredible like marathon.
marathoner. But that, yeah, that's two hours of pure work. And and you know how much that does to your body. Like you train, there's ultra marathoners that do 100 mile races and their times are usually about 11, 12 hours if they're really good. Usually if you're not, you're doing it in 18 to 20. That is a huge toll. You have to have food on you. Those like dense energy chews, which are just like pure calories. Very easy to digest sugar because your body cannot convert fat fast enough to be able to sustain you and your muscles are breaking down. All these waste byproducts need to be flushed out. How many times do you have to piss? Uh-huh. Oh, you, you you are given pee breaks and bathroom breaks in tennis. Man, it's just like I'm just trying to put in perspective just how insane that must have been. Yeah. So baby me going into tennis has just heard the legend of this show and I'm just like, oh, I just wanted to hit a wall. I have to build a court and play for three days. No. No. Um, okay. In all other sets, except for that final set to uh-huh. determine the result of the match, there's the tiebreak game where the rules are simple. It's the first player to get to seven points first, win by two again. Mm-hmm. So the player who turned to serve in the last game of the set has the right to start the tiebreak serving from the right-hand side of the court. Mm-hmm. Like usual, starting from the right-hand side. After the first point, the serve changes and the other player has two serves. And then they alternate two serves to two serves. And then after one point, three points, and so forth, they're switching services. Mm-hmm. Who's serving? And the reason for that is so the winner must win at least one point when the opponent is serving. Mm-hmm. It's a so-called mini-break. Mm-hmm. After every six points, they switch sides. Hmm. During the switch, however, they are not allowed to sit down. They're only supposed to walk to the other side to quickly take a sip of water if needed. All right. But that's a tiebreak game. It's all other sets except for the final set of the match. Mm -hmm. Cool. And that's how you determine who wins, is who wins the first three out of five sets. And then that's when you call match point. Set point is when it's the last point of the set. Game point is the last point of the game. Gotcha. All right. Match, set, game. It's game, set, match. Boy, yep. <laughs> Way to go backwards, game, Mark. Game, set, match. What did I say? I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I, uh, that's a phrase I've heard before. Yeah. Yeah. That's set, match, game. Game, set, match. Match, game, set. Game, set, match. Game, match, set. Set, game, game. Game, game, game. What if you put in all the different combinations? You win the game, <laughs> then you try and win the set, uh-huh. then you try and win the match. That's tennis. And you try to take over the world. Game, set, match, world. Yes, you could do that cool. if you wanted to. Okay, all right. I feel good. Baby me is a little intimidated, but okay. Just for the fun of it, uh-huh. I decided to go ahead and go into the history of tennis. Uh-huh. And that is going to be Act 3. Uh-huh. So, the origins of the game... Wait, wait. Let me reiterate oh, yeah. to show that I learned something. Excuse Go you. It. Go for it. All right. So baby me, tennis in hand, tennis racket in hand, which is a carbon fiber racket made with nylon strings to exacting specifications. Before anybody steps onto a tennis court, you have to bust out your compass and you have to ensure that the tennis court is made to exact specifications north to south. If it's off by even the slightest of one degree, you have to explode the court at that moment. But if it passes that test, then you get your tape measure out. You make sure that it is widthwise 36 inches, lengthwise 78 inches, heightswise of the net three feet. Oh, no, wait, sorry, 36 feet, 78 feet. Uh, don't kill me, don't kill me. I know that the judge sitting up at the side of the court has a sniper rifle ready if you don't make any mistake in the measurements of that. Please, please, no. 
Anyway, then you got to make sure the material, right? Uh, not blood. Oh, uh, not loose gravel. Must be hard grass or the other one. <laughs> please, please. Oh, clay. It's clay. It's clay. Have mercy. All right, and then the laser sight <laughs> disappears from my forehead. Then I must stand on the right side facing the net. I must serve into the service area, which is the line designated on their side midway closer to the net inside that service area. Or for, uh, outside. Inside? Outside. It's, it's, it's inside. It's the inside. Final answer. Okay, I'm, I'm good. There's a clock that's used for score. Both hands. Love. Love. <laughs> 15, 30, 40. Deuce game. Deuce advantage. Deuce advantage game. Must win by two. Deuce only happens when? Deuce only happens when they're both at one point away from winning at 40. Correct. Yes. Uh, That's what's called deuce. The ball is yellow. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bonus. I just want to, That's my smooch to the judge. <laughs> you get that one. Uh, you serve, serve, serve. You win the game. Yeah. Then the set. You have to win the set by two as well. Which uh, that can go like a while. Many, yes. many sets. Many sets. The match is the overall one that you still have to win by two. Yeah. There, there are three sets total or three, five sets. No, total. no, don't tell me. La la la. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the answer. I knew there. The three sets for women's. Five sets for men's. <sighs> and that status. Okay. Because I didn't tell you this. What? You can okay. play singles tennis, you can play doubles tennis, yeah. or you can play mixed doubles. Mixed doubles, mixed doubles is one male, one female. Oh. Whereas doubles is normally the same and singles same. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Am I going to get Am I going to get No, no. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay. So tennis's original name was lawn tennis, but it traces back to a 12th to 13th century French handball game called Fou de Palm, mm -hmm. Game of the Palm, from which is derived a complex indoor racket and ball game, real mm -hmm. tennis. Um, this ancient game was played to a limited degree and is usually called real tennis in Britain. Real tennis. That's awful. Court tennis in the United States and royal tennis in Australia. Real tennis. <laughs> Sorry. This is real tennis. You can't know it's your fake tennis here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and court tennis in the United States and royal tennis in Australia. Royal tennis. Oh, you think that you got real tennis? My I'm, my impressions are awful, but I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> We got royal tennis. <laughs>
In the late 1900s was when major championships were opened up to professionals as well as amateurs continuing into the 1970s when television broadcasts became a big rise Okay. to the rise of notable players and then major innovations in fashion and equipment led to the boom of tennis. In fashion? Fashion pushed it forward? Yeah. I know that tennis has a certain like outfit, Yeah. Um, but I didn't think that, I wouldn't exactly call it like fashion. It was designated as athletic fashion. Wait. It was a subdivision of leisurely clothing. Wait a minute. No, no. Polo shirts would be from polo. But the in tennis, don't they do they also tennis do shoes? Ten- <gasps> wow. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Also tennis shorts and tennis skirts. Well, who wears those? Basketball shorts. Basketball skirts. I don't know. What's the <laughs> Basketball <with>? kilts. <laughs> Basketball kilts. Yeah, exactly. It's all just kilts all the way down. Yeah. But no, tennis shoes. I just had that realization. Yeah. Yeah. And significant milestones and metal frames in 1967. And then the oversized head to the racket happened in 1976. Mm-hmm. Um, because tennis rackets used to be very similar to badminton rackets, except they were shorter. Badminton rackets were always longer. Oh, okay. I imagine as people got more skilled at the game, they would just break those long badminton rackets. They wouldn't be able to take the forces. Because I know for a fact that tennis serves are freaking fast. And like I saw a video of someone trying to do an equivalent one with a motorized trebuchet. And he had to really power that thing up to get equivalent to the world's fastest tennis serve, which I think yeah. was like 200 and something miles an hour. Like, it, ridiculous. Insane. Yeah. So just to go through the years... Mm-hmm. Um, it was in the 1530s when English King Henry VIII built a tennis court mm-hmm. at the Hampton Court Palace. Yeah. 1583 was the first racket that was created in the history of tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, it was invented in Italy. Uh-huh. Wimbledon, District of London, was established All England Croquet Club. Uh-huh. 1870, and they built a tennis court in Wimbledon, hence Wimbledon being a major event in tennis today. Teacher Tyler? Yes? Who is Mr. Wimbledon? Why are you quiet? Why are you reaching for your bottle of whiskey? Sometimes (laughs) your teacher needs to make sure that they say things correctly (laughs) before they assume what it is. Okay. It was just a small, small what? Just a location, Wimbledon, London. <laughs> Major Clopton Wingfield. Major Clopton. I don't mean to laugh at a name. Major Clopton. <laughs> he's the, he's who invented Wimbledon. <laughs> Man, what was his last name? What was the last name? Wingfield. Clopton was his first name. <laughs> You got to put the history in act one. Like, this is what would drop baby me in. Like, in the premise. All right, all right. Well, we're going to go in here. We're going in here. No, 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 no. Not for this episode because it's fine. But like in future premise, oh, please tell me about the the Colonel Cloptons of the world. God. Major. What was his rank? I've forgotten everything. Major, yeah. Major Clopton Wingfield. Yep. What a name. In February 1874, Major Clopton Wingfield introduced his version of lawn tennis called Schaffer Strike. (laughs) (laughs) You pronounce this word. I'm going to type it in and make Google say it. I'm gonna I'm gonna message it to you and oh my god no I believe that you're saying it absolutely correctly this is just so good here's the word 
God, Sir, Sir Clopton. Sir Clopton, please. I want to play your game. This was the guy who did it. Cause love, 15, 30, 40. <laughs> and then nothing. You win. Are you done? No. Um. Anyway, <laughs> on his patent application, he described it as a new and improved court of playing the ancient game of tennis. Oh, my God. <laughs> the ancient game of tennis. And its rules it? were published in an eight-page booklet. <laughs> wow, eight pages of rules. And, and then they never changed since. And in 1877 was the first Wimbledon. Oh, my God. I love it. It's so quick. Like, that's pretty soon after it was introduced for the first, like, actual tournament. That's pretty good. Man. Yeah, I know. In future progress, God, lead with this. It's amazing. <laughs> Start with history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How can you know the game if you don't know where the origins are, right? Then you know the mindset of the people that made it and where it got it. And then, of course, the king that I mentioned in the food and sport decided berries and cream was his meal oh, of right. choice. We talked about that, Wimbledon. the berries and cream thing at Wimbledon. I yep. <laughs> it's just like, God, it sounds like such a whimsical time. You know, when you're when you're uh, in the... I wonder if whimsical came about before Wimbledon or after. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's just like when you're when you're just like the colonizer of the world and you're just conquering all of these like indigenous peoples and taking their shit. You just sit at home in your grass courts and bring me more berries and cream. I want to see them hit the ball. Uh, I want it's love, love, and get to deuce. Oh man, God. Anyway, that's great. And that's tennis. And that is tennis. I've learned so much here. Uh, I've recited everything. I don't even think I need to recite the tales of Major Clopton <laughs> Air, Airfield. Wingfield. Wingfield. God, nothing sticks besides Clopton. <laughs> Anyway, well, thank you so much. This is a great primer. It's always good to get back to the primers. They're very fun. So many sports to cover. A lot of people are itching for more. But yeah, no, tennis is a fascinating world uh, full of fun adventures. I have never played tennis, ever. I have tried it once, and just because I played baseball, kept hitting it over the fence of the court. <laughs> yeah, you kept Wham! knock, knocking it out of the park every time. <laughs> Too strong, Tyler here. Well, no, we should do a video where we play tennis. Yeah. We'll, I, get, we'll get like uh, someone in tennis, the tennis world, if they want to be on the podcast, and then we'll play around with them, get a, like a little mini lesson. Serena Williams, give us a call. We hear you're retired, so you're not doing much these days, so come on down. Did you hear why she retired? No. She retired because she wanted to start a family. Oh, good for her. Yeah. She made a statement because it's, it's completely true because men don't have to bear children. Men don't have to make the choice between sport and having a family in that regard. That's true. They can continue playing, and so it was it was a very difficult decision for her, but she wanted to have a family, so she retired. Yeah. I mean, that is something that we as men don't have to face. Like, that's not even a like a debate. However, that that being said, men and fathers should probably be more yes. present. <laughs> they should definitely be more present. Yeah. But it's but it's just time, I get that. physiologically different. Yeah, exactly. It is a is a complete demand on the on the the body. Yeah. So that is tennis. Thank you so much for the uh, introduction. Thank you everybody for listening. This is Ben. Go my favorite sports team and your go favorite port podcast. Oh, anyway, we have a Discord uh, and merch. We have merch. We haven't said anything about oh, merch. Oh, we haven't said anything about the merch. God, we have the best you merch. You need to finger sports. 
What is it? Uh, Store.gmfsd.com. That is correct. You can go see the cool merch that we have uh, ready and waiting for you. The hat is amazing. I want it. I'm going to order it like literally right now. You're going to want it, and you just have to see it. Don't listen to what Tyler just said. Go see it for yourself. It is good, and uh, it's going to be my favorite. And soon uh, there's going to be more stuff added to it. We've got some artists in the waiting that we're working with to create some new designs for some cool maybe pins or something like that. But first... These need to do well for us to decide that that's worthwhile. Yeah, so please go check it out. It's store.gmfst.com. You support us at the podcast here directly, and you tell the world all about your uh, number one sports podcast for you anyway. Yeah, your favorite podcast. Your favorite podcast. Go my favorite podcast. Remember to subscribe, uh, like, follow, whatever you're doing on whatever podcast service you have. Check out our YouTube channel and check out Tyler, Apocalypto underscore 12, and me, Markiplier, wherever you may find us or want to find us. But really, you're here for the sports. So thank you. Yeah, and go have some fun with a, a ball in your tennis court near you. Well said, Tyler. Well said. Don't forget your racket. Okay, bye.